0: with the truths he reveals to our hearts through his word. Now, here's David with Reflections from the Heart.
1: Welcome, everyone, to another session of Reflections from the Heart. My name's David Abel. Today, I'm joined by Rob Longo, Tom Furdo and Tom DeAngelis. Welcome, one and all. Thanks, uh, Good David. to be here, Good morning, David. everyone. Awesome, awesome. everybody would take a moment and get their Bibles, we're going to turn to the Gospel of John chapter 1, verses 6 through 8 and 19 through 28. But Rob, before we break open the bread of life, do you mind inviting the Holy Spirit into our hearts to help us see how Jesus wants to speak to us today?
2: Okay, I would love to. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Lord, we come to you. We recognize your majesty, how awesome you are, Lord. Thank you for, for choosing us. Thank you for creating us, for your delight. Thank you for wanting us. And in the season of Advent, Lord, as we could slip away into the busyness and the hustle and bustle, Lord, please help us to stay focused on preparing our hearts for You to come today, to celebrate Your 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 coming at Christmas, but for each day that we invite You in to our hearts, Lord, we need You. Please bless and protect all those who are listening, be with their families, and help us to prepare for this Sunday Mass experience that we'll have. That that we. We pray the gospel today, and our hearts are prepared for Sunday to encounter your love, your mercy, your hope, and your healing. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. In the, the Father, Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit amen.
3: amen. And Tom, do you mind giving us a little yeah. gospel love today? Absolutely. A reading from the Gospel of John. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony, to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to him to ask him, Who are you? He admitted and did not deny it, but admitted, I am not the Christ. So they asked him, What are you then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. So they said to him, Who are you, so we can give an answer to those who sent us? What do you have to say for yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert. Make straight the way of the Lord, as Isaiah the prophet said. Some Pharisees were also sent. They asked him, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ or Elijah or the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. But there is one among you whom you do not recognize, the one who was coming after me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. This happened in Bethany, across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The Gospel of the Lord.
2: Praise, Praise to, you, to you, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. As Tom was reading it, I just jotted your guys' name and my name down here in the beginning. A man named David, right? a man named Tom, a man named Tom, a man named Rob. So we are all sent. By God, we're all sent by God, and uh, and it's beautiful. And I know, David, you and I were were uh, in, a, in a situation this past week where the Lord unpacked something for you about that. So even though it says here a man named John was sent by God, and it looks like John was sent alone, it's not the case, right? We're never never we're never sent alone. Nope. Can you, can you just share what was put on your heart about well, that? Well, you know,
1: Jesus in the Scriptures tells us that and uh, invites us to take on His yoke. A yoke is a, is a is a, is a structure made for animals for two animals. And a farmer uses that for the trained animal who knows the way, knows the path, knows the farmer's voice, and then the newbie, the one that's getting taught and getting trained. So when Jesus invites us to take on his yoke, he's with us. This is his mission. We are commissioned with him, joined with him in the mission, yoked with him in the mission of what? the salvation of souls. We are never alone in this journey when we realize that God has entrusted us his son, Jesus Christ. And it is Jesus Christ who does all the work in us, with us, and through us. So for me, that taking on the yoke, my, my burden is light. You know, my yoke is easy. Take it on and then be joined in with Jesus on that mission that God sends Rob and Tom and Tom and David and each one of our listeners by name God knows us. He knows the mission he has called us to, that mission of unconditional love, of taking the light into the darkness, of living a life that is a testimony, an invitation to the eternal banquet. So for me, you know what? Every day of my life is a great adventure. The Lord Jesus Christ and I, man, we're locked arms. We're yoked together. God the Father is the one that is guiding us on our path in this mission of the salvation of souls. Because God wants all human beings saved. Not one, not two, not a special elect group.
4: All. I was with a gospel reflection group. A little earlier in the week, and somebody brought up the fact that uh, the uh, Old Testament is really uh, sort of a script for these guys. You know, for John he, he kind of knew what he not only who he was but what he was supposed to say you know who are you I am the voice of one crying out in the desert make straight the way of the Lord and you could as a as a precursor of Christ he could go into Isaiah and find out who he was and what he was supposed to be doing and then it also hit me that well Jesus could do the same thing because there's all the passages about the suffering servant and he could go and read that and and there even is a passage in the gospels where He's in the, in the temple, and he's handed the, the scroll of Isaiah, and he opens it up to the part that talks about him. Somebody told me, a priest told me that he was supposed to preach after that. He was invited up there to read the scripture and then expound on it, but he didn't. He goes and sits down, and every, that's why everybody was looking at him, because he was, supposed to, he was supposed to expound on it, but he didn't. He just sat there, and then he said, today this is fulfilled, and you're hearing it. But it hit me, too. As we were putting these pieces together, and I jotted it down on my paper, is that we have a script too that we're supposed to follow, and that is the Gospels, because that's the person that we're supposed to be for other people. That's right. And so, and it, and it and then here's the the final piece of it. Really, kind of pricked my conscience to say, I don't read the. I mean, other than when we break it open once a week, but I don't read the Gospels as if they were a script for me. To how to behave and what to say to other people to be Christ. And I, I don't take it as that's my role model that I need to, and really study it and really pay attention to it. So I well, made a resolution I'm going to do that going awesome. forward. So. And, and yeah.
1: Jesus is the word became flesh. Right. So Jesus enfleshed the word. Well, that's our calling. We're right. part of the body of Christ. We're part of Jesus. We're also called to enflesh this word in the world. that's it in a nutshell it's not a a dry read a book and i'm done no we're supposed to enflesh this and take this truth out into the world and i think it's so important what you said is the one little question here who are you and i really think that's something i'd like to challenge each of our listeners to is go ask that question and let god the father tell you who you are he created you out of love for love. He created you for his delight. He created you as a special, precious gift for his son, Jesus Christ. Go and take some quiet time and let God answer that question for you in your heart. Who are you? That you're his precious son, his precious daughter. You are his light in the world as Jesus shines through us. Let him tell you all the things who you are, so that when someone asks you who you are, you can tell them, I'm a son. I'm a daughter of the Most High. I'm a precious son of God the Father. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian means Christ bearer. I bear the light of Christ within me. And, and we don't have to tell them that. They'll see it. They'll sense it. And guess just like a moth is drawn the light, people get drawn to the light. And they want what we have.
3: And and with John, you know, you see you see the two sides. I think of of the, the of being that witness. On the one hand, you definitely see the humility, you know, and not not a self deprecating humility, but a, an acknowledgement of you know I'm not the light, you know I I, I bring t- testimony to the light, you know I, I'm the voice out in the desert, you know I'm I'm doing my thing. I'm not the source and summit. I am the I am the messenger. And yet, on the other hand, of course, the message for us is that, but he is confident. He knows where he's coming from. He knows the source of, of the salvation. He knows the source of power. And I think that's a great example for us that, you know, to remember that we're not doing the saving. Saving has been done. I mean, we're the messengers. We're the lights. We give testimony. We give examples. We invite people to that light by, by, by how we live. Um, but we can do it with confidence, you know, and, and not an arrogance, but with the confidence. And um, because we're called to do it. We are called to be. As you said, going back to the getting our message from the Gospels, we're, we are called to be that voice in the desert, and sometimes it can feel like we're alone in the desert. But we're to do it, and to and to do it with humility, but with the confidence and knowing whose we are and and who we are. Mm-hmm. And Scripture tells us
1: that that when we're weak, then the God, it's, God is, his, is our is our strength. So for me, that not being alone, Jesus Christ, we're yoked with Him. But guess who else is there? The Father's there, and the Holy Spirit's there, lighting our path. So we go out. Every day of our lives with the Trinity, we can call on God the Father. We can process with Him, ponder with Him as Mary did in His heart, in her heart, and we can then ask the Holy Spirit to give us the words to light our path. So we have the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you know, the team, the boys. You know, all locked in with us in our journey, in our journey here on earth.
2: And that's powerful, David, because then. Once we realize that we're not alone, and then that, I'll take that trade any day. Trade my weakness for his strength, right? I mean, that's a that's an awesome trade, right? I'll I'll take that all day long. But we have to we have to surrender, right? Uh, and we have to admit that we need help. And it's really hard in today's culture to you know we're we're bombarded with do it on your own, take the bull by the horns. You know, you got to take. You know, like, and we put on these masks that we're all good, and you know we can be carrying a million things through a door, opening the door with our foot. And someone asks, you know, can I help you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Right? right? I mean, <laughs> I know we're and yeah. our, our listeners there. We're we're raising our hands in here. Yeah, that's it's, it's it's so true. So this week uh, I was at a high school, and I knew we were going to talk about needing. And it was the day before they received the sacrament of of, uh, of confession, and we we're going to talk about. Where do we truly need God? What do we need most from him? And we need to receive the gift of his mercy, right? So I was preparing uh, to to leave that morning. And you know you're getting up early when 4.50 is waking up late, right? So I didn't set my alarm. And I was like, I'll be good. I woke up 4.50. He's like, oh, no. So I'm rushing around to try to get out the door. And I leave. And I'm on my way. And then I, I didn't. To have my phone I was like oh so I got to go back and I was like I, th- I thought I had my phone I then I checked everywhere all my pockets and then I did have my phone so I was like, oh <coughs> so I turned around like, I like I needed those minutes, and I continue on and get onto the turnpike, and I realize that I'm in the vehicle that does not have the easy pass transponder it's like no i'm gonna have to <laughs> wait I have to wait in the line, no way right uh, so I'm continuing down the turnpike, and then ding, the gas light goes on about you know thirty miles away from the Allentown rest stop. it's like, oh man, this is horrible it's gonna be wasting time. am I, am I even going to make it so I, I you know it's pinned to e by the time I get off the Allentown rest stop figuring you know, better to spend a few minutes then then run out of gas on the side of the road so I'm getting off the exit and I do one of those I don't know if you guys ever do like kind of like smack you know smack your legs where your pockets are to see and I was like whoa flat like nothing Ooh. I, I forgot everything you know my bureau I have the pile oh, that goes yeah. in my right pocket yeah. I got another pile that goes in my left pocket nothing
4: still there Yeah,
2: still there <laughs> so I had oh, no gas no man. money so I pull in and put my car right at a pump I was like alright Lord please you got to got to help me, please. I sent my guard, guardian angel ahead. I got to start begging. And the uh, first person I see coming out of the rest stop, this big burly guy, bushy hair, beard. I said, oh, maybe he's related to Santa Claus. Might, might be helpful. So I said, hey, how you doing? And he said, good. How you doing? I like, do you really want to know? <laughs> and uh, he looked at me like, oh boy, a little more than I bargained for. So I told him what happened. He's like, oh, that's, that's horrible. But you know, all I have is a credit card. It's a company credit card. Sorry. So I said, that's all right. So I go in. And I'm not a coffee drinker, but I've gotten my wife coffee enough times to know that you don't mess with people in the coffee island before they have their coffee. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw a guy at the coffee islands, you know, preparing his coffee, hadn't taken any sips. I probably should have waited, but I went up to him and pleaded my case and he didn't even look at him. He's like, nah, dude, I'm tapped out. I was like, all right, have a good day. And I look, so I look into the, you know, into the you know big open area where the, the tables are outside of the you know the food places, but it's like you know so early, None the, I don't think any of them are open except the coffee. And I see this guy relaxing in the back, he's got his coffee. I was like, all right, maybe that's my man. So I go up and say, excuse me, sir. I could really use some help. And he said, what do you need me to do? And I said, well, I don't need you to do anything. And then he interrupts me and he says, oh, is is this a cash thing? (laughs) I said, as a matter of fact, it is. So I told him what happened and he starts laughing. He said, I I, I can help you out. So we walk up to the cash register together, you know, put the $10 down and I'm able to get get $10. And his name is Billy. And I promised Billy that I would pray for him and I would ask people to pray for him. So everybody out there, please say a prayer for Billy. And uh, so I got my gas and I'm, I'm you know, on my way. So I get into the adoration sessions with the kids, and we're talking about, you know, and we just listen to a song, Lord, I need you. It's like, yeah, you know, it's hard to ask sometimes for help. And I, I, told, I shared that story. So I said, God, you know, put me through this humiliation a little bit, right? Allow the humiliation to hopefully form a little more humility in me, but we need to ask for help. So I was forced to ask for help, and when when I said to Bill, I said, you want to jot down your name and address, and I'll, you know, I'll send you the money back?" He said, nah, I just you know help somebody else along the way. So it was such a nice encounter I had. But we need to beg, and I was praying, Lord, what what are you teaching me? And in that adoration session, the first or the second one didn't come the first time. The first, the second session it came. Rob, as eager as you were, and determined as you were, to get that ten dollars to get gas in your tank to move on. I need you to be that determined to seek out my mercy, to examine your conscience and just to give me everything. Give me everything. What's going on in your life? What, what are you holding back? Just give it all to me. That's why I died for you. Not, you, don't, you don't need to hold anything. So as eager as I was and as determined as I was to seek the help from a human being to get 10 bucks in my ga- you know, for gas, he's saying, Rob, be like that when you pursue and seek out my mercy.
4: Well, you got to see your tank as being empty now. That's the that's the thing. Yeah, amen. I, I need it. I need it badly. You know. And that's it's so important. If
1: everybody just takes a moment and <clears throat> thinks about this, and if they want to, if they have one handy, they can do it. Just take an empty cup and sit it in front of you, and then act like you have a pitcher in your hand. Because you see, God continually pours out His mercy, His grace, His love on every single one of His children, all seven billion around the world. He's pouring it out. When we choose to sin, when we are not in right relationship with God, our cup gets turned upside down. So we can't receive it. God's still pouring it over us. He still wants us to have it. It's then when we get our relationship right with God, the cup gets righted, and then here's what's key. We're called human beings. So we're called to be present with God, allow Him to fill our cups, which is our hearts, with His love, His mercy, His compassion, and then... Allow that mercy, love, compassion, and grace to overflow from our hearts, our cups, into each and every person's heart slash cup that enters into our life that day. If we do that and allow God first and foremost to fill us up, to heal our wounds, to strengthen us for that day's journey, then we can be the most effective gifts that God can put into this world today to make the world a better
3: place. Amen. I, I, I think sometimes Dave with that analogy going back to your story Rob, I think sometimes Dave, we get our cup filled or partially filled or almost filled or totally filled and then, you know, we go dump it out. Like, like I got to report out. I, I get busy. So you were on a mission at that. I got to get to this place. I got things to do. And and so rather than you know we don't allow that overflow, which keeps Correct. us consistent and, and and regular. You know we we kind of like empty fill, empty fill, <laughs> empty fill. You know and, and especially those that are doing some kind of ministry work, church work. That's a normal thing that we kind of we empty and and then we feel you know we, we we're worse off than we were when we started. As opposed to calm down, settle down, and and, and let the overflow come. You know and that's yeah. not giving of excess. It's just an acknowledgment that if we're not filled ourselves, we cannot be effective. If we're not taking care of, as you always say, David, you know, our homes and our families first, we can't be for others. So let that, let that overflow. That, that, that's abundance. It's not extra. It's not residual. Mm-hmm. It's abundance. And we have to be filled first so the abundance can flow mm-hmm. as opposed to that that never-ending process of empty fill, empty fill.
2: And, and, and the book its called uh, The Soul of the Apostolate and it's written for people in full-time ministry, but we're all, we're all in ministry, right? Once we accept, once we accept the, these first few lines, a man named, a woman named, fill in your blank, was sent by God, we're all in ministry. We're all on a mission. And in this book, The Soul of the Apostolate, it says the soul of any apostolate, any work that we do for the kingdom is prayer. That mm-hmm. is the soul of any apostolate. And when prayer wanes, the The success of our mission, our ministry, our apostolate, our family life—it's it, gonna—it's gonna be affected. The soul of, of all of us—you know—every we have to we have to keep that tank filled. It's—it's it's like a, the difference between a reservoir and a channel, right? The channel gets the water to a place, and mm-hmm. the channel is empty. A reservoir, like we're all <clears> explaining, <throat> is the overflow. And God wants us to be full. To overflowing he doesn't want us to do the fill empty fill empty fill empty right uh, that, and, and that's that that takes discipline it takes yeah. discipline where it's not like a okay like, like it's not like my workout routine you know where i 'll work out every now and then uh, it needs to be disciplined like every day plan it okay at this time yeah. i'm going to break away and, and some of the You know, the orders do, like, the top of the hour. Like, they have an alarm or a bell or a chime where at the top of the hour, just stop, connect, surrender, ask God to fill you up. Move
4: on. It's like Saint Francis de Sales said in his introduction to devout life, which was written for lay people like us, is is that you should spend a half an hour in front of the Blessed Sacrament every day, and when you're busy, an hour, because <laughs> it's because you need to get filled up. You're yeah. busy, you're dumping, 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 and you need more time to get filled up. So,
1: and it, you know what? Whenever anyone says, yeah, "I don't have the time," yeah, well, you know what? The time is a gift we all have—twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week, until we're called home, and then we have our free will choice. So what in our life is draining our tanks, Mm -hmm. that needs cut off and cut out. Can it be television? Is it time behind our computer screen? Is it whatever we do that's not filling the tank with God's love? Because that is our calling. So it really starts with that relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ. So for me, if I truly make that choice, then I need to give God the first fruit of the day. Think of him that time, that half hour, that hour. And when I can do it every day and go to Mass, go and get filled again. And throughout my day, continue to invite him in. You know, in the, one of the reverse readings that, that, that we have today with this gospel, it says, pray without ceasing. Well, that means God wants to stay in communion, common union, in communion with us throughout our day. From the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep, he wants to be a part of everything Invite him in. Ask him questions. If Jesus, who is God, took the time to be quiet with the Father, no matter the need in the world, then, then who are we to say we don't have the time to do that? Who are we to say we're better than that? We have too much more to do. And I'm going to challenge everybody. Keep holy the Sabbath is not a suggestion. Don't commit adultery is not a suggestion. Don't murder is not a suggestion. Keep holy the Sabbath is a commandment. There's only 10. And those are commandments are for our good, our edification, our relationship with God. So I'm going to challenge you. We're called to be holy, set apart. Do we keep holy the Sabbath? Is that a day given back to God to allow God to heal us on the Sabbath as Jesus healed 10 times in scriptures, healed on the Sabbath? Well, did he work? no, 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 no. no. He wants to do that for us. If we give him that day, he wants to heal us, wants to heal our families. He wants to heal you know, that which is hurting in us. He wants to fill us up so we're ready for those next six days when there's work to do.
2: And when you, when you mentioned prayer without ceasing from, from the second reading that we're here this Sunday, I I think of Brother Lawrence and you know, Tom, Tom. Oh yeah, D, you and I have talked about his book practicing. Sac- Is it practicing the presence of God or practicing? Yeah, the, the presence?
4: sacrament of the present moment.
2: Or, yeah, yeah. So he was a, a a monk. He worked in the kitchen, I think. And he yeah. just said, you know, we we always have our you know the engine's always running, and we're always talking or, or thinking, and usually talking to ourselves. He said, just change that to a, a instead of a monologue to a dialogue. That yeah. throughout your life, you just and and it takes practice. I mean, it's not oh, yeah. you know because you drift. You just think of like. Praying the Rosary, how many times we drift, and right, so practicing the presence is practice. You know that we have to that, you know have that intentionality to make our entire day a conversation with the Lord, and, and just invite Him in, and just talk and hang out, and acknowledge Him. Yeah. So.
3: And you look at the example um, reading, you know, Mother Angelica's book, the story of you know E. W. Chen, and all, and it's just amazing how the perfect example of any time there was an issue or a challenge, what are we going to do first thing with prayer. I mean that's first and foremost before you, before they get out the whiteboards or the legal pads or whatever it was and start plotting their own ways, you know. And and like your like your story, Rob, this morning of your you know getting, needing the gas money, the stories of where they're facing incredible bills and how are we going to pay this? And you know, several hundred thousand dollars is due today, and and going into that day not knowing what to do, but with that faith and going into prayer. And things get taken care of, you know, and it, and it, and it's amazing. I mean, the whole story is amazing. How do you start a, you know, global network with no money, you know, <laughs> because Freak. they walked into a, a studio and went, hey, this is really cool. This TV station, we should get one of those. I mean, just that, <laughs> that kind of stuff, you know, and, you know, St. Uh, Teresa, you know, when Mother Teresa was same thing. When when people would come, you read the stories when they would come with their ideas. Of, oh, you know, Mother, we should do this. We should do that. We should try that. Hold on. Go into the dying rooms. Work with the you know the most uh, and just take a moment. Just take a moment and not saying no to the idea, but just pause. It was a moment of prayer. It was a moment mm. of reflection, recenter, reground, and then see whether or not whatever we're talking about, or whatever you have on your heart or mind mm. is truly coming from God. You know, those those two examples of just pausing and, 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 and just kicking back a little bit for some for some prayer and reflection.
1: You know, I think there's something really powerful also in this scripture reading that that sets me free. When John says, I am not the Christ, (laughs) when we can realize I am not God, you are not God, we are called to be a reflection of that truth. We are called to have Jesus Christ live in us, with us, and through us. But at the end of the day, I didn't do it. He did it. So this, I call it the gospel of humility is what this is. I did nothing. It is Jesus Christ that did everything in me, with me and through me. It is so freeing to know I am not God. And we allow, when we allow God to be God, and we do that time, we take it to prayer, we drop to our knees, stop, drop, and pray. It's amazing what can happen. But what do we try and do? Oh, I'll well, fix it. I've got the answer. I'll do, I, 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 I am all. Hey, the last time the word sin was spelled that I saw, I was in the middle. The last time pride was spelled, <laughs> That I saw, I was in the middle. So the center of sin, the center of pride is I. When we realize that God chooses to use us, even though he doesn't need us, as his instrument in the salvation of souls, his instrument as the messengers of hope and love and mercy and compassion, it makes your life a great adventure. And to realize, good news, I'm not God. (laughs) But I know who is and let me introduce you to it. So God bless each and every one of you. Let's be the world changers we were called to be. Have a great day. Bye-bye.
0: Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org and click on Gospel Reflection Groups. Or call us at 717-367-0100.